Welcome to Empowered Thinking at Play, a podcast hosted by me, Kim Nelson, writer, creative meditation teacher, and someone with a very curious mind. This is a series of conversations which brings together a panel of strong-minded women to talk about topics which I think need to be discussed in order to help us feel more empowered. Yes, indeed, views, ideas and opinions will not be suppressed, which is why this series is called Uncensored Conversations. Our uncensored conversation today is dealing with anger, inspired by the Buddhist monk Thich Nhat Hanh, who has said that we need to get rid of our anger within 24 hours to avoid suffering. This conversation took many unexpected forms as we all explored the roots of our own anger in relation to our lives, how we felt labelled by expressing anger, being called difficult seen as hormonal, which is quite insulting, how anger takes on many different forms and how perhaps we don't analyse our anger enough. If we did, we would make better sense of it. It's a conversation that will certainly get you thinking about how you respond to anger when it turns up. But before we start the conversation, here's the panel introducing themselves. I'm Shabnam and I live in Luxembourg. I've been here for six years. Before that, I was in Qatar and before in US. And my name is Julie and I live in Houston, Texas. <laughs> and my name is Sarah and I live in Luxembourg. And that's the panel. So my first question was, do you think we are allowed to express our anger, especially as women? Sarah had her opinion about that. It's more acceptable now for younger people to show anger. It was not acceptable for my mother or my father or me to show anger when I was growing up. And I'm sure it's a similar generation. You were talking about being a wasp family, exactly that situation. We grew up, we were nice, we were told to behave. You ate with a knife and fork and you said please and thank you and you did everything properly um my children however have seen that it's okay to feel unhappy about a situation and to stand up for themselves and i have to say that i'm proud of my daughter for being like that but sometimes she goes over the top but i was never like that so perhaps it's also a generational thing we were brought up to not Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. rock the boat now Everybody can do it. It's acceptable. Kids have rights. If they if their rights are, are violated, mm. they're off to they phone childline. We just yes. got across mm. the butt and you know it was quiet. So it may also not only just be an upbringing and experience. It may just be our life, our history, our background, our family, mm-hmm. and the way you were raised. Mm-hmm. Have you felt labelled when you've shown your anger? Have you been given labels <laughs> oh yes no, no, I'm, no i'm not raising my hand excuse me 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 i was just saying yes yes yeah yes me too <laughs> yeah i was i was told in a in a meeting at work i don't know five or six years ago I, i'm a dance professor and i was the like coordinator for our department and i had to do a presentation 
and in front of all the deans and I had a, and I, and I gave my presentation and then my colleague who I didn't know very well, then now I'm like, you, now I'm, I connected with her because then she spoke after me and she basically reiterated, but much more like forcefully and articulately than I did, like all the needs that we had because we're different. We dance and she taught drama, like, so we have a very different, we don't teach math and English. It's, you know, very different needs. And my dean looked at me and she said, in front of everybody, oh, all, and this is a woman, said to me, oh, all this time I thought you were just being difficult. <gasps> and I don't even feel like I was being angry. I think I just kept saying, we need this, we need this. these are the things that we need. And I would pr probably was very frustrated. Um, and maybe I did show some anger, you know, but, but not like explosive because I've never been that type of a person, you know? So, um, but that really, that really affected me. And, and I, and I, I refused to do that role any longer. I still won't do that role again. I was like, no, no, no. And she's not even my Dean anymore, but I was like, no, 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 no. When I speak my mind, when I speak what's up for justice, I'm being labeled as being difficult. I'm not going to do it. I pick my battles. That's the, now I pick, I pick my battles much more wisely, you know, mm -hmm. that taught me something, you know, to, to just like, how do I, uh, I was actually just talking to my husband about this last night, kind of in a different, not, not so much the anger context, but what I've done is, you know, when I was fighting for, to do certain things and I was angry that things weren't going my way with, at work, like I, I stopped doing a lot of things, but then I've been able to kind of channel that energy into a different creative way for mm -hmm. myself and my career and what I'm, you know, my work, you know, and let go a lot of the stress that feeling angry all the time was creating, you know, pushing against things. And I'm not saying that that's, I, I'm not saying that to evade certain things, you know, but for myself, I realized some of the things that I was coming up against and I was getting really angry about is because I couldn't change them or people, I didn't feel people were listening to me, um, unless I got angry, um, and I didn't, and I don't feel good when I'm angry, you know. <laughs> and Julie, being a dancer, um, do you ever have you ever danced out your anger? Um. Well, like I said, I don't really, I don't really feel like I have, I have a lot of anger. I think most of my anger has been work related, but I don't feel that when I. Like, no, I don't, I don't, and I might be like, maybe it's there, but I process, I'm constantly processing things through my body. So mm -hmm. maybe it, I don't, you know, I don't really feel like there's stuff that's really like, I know, I know that we hold on things in the body. I believe we hold on to things in the body. Um, and if I'm whole, whatever, like if I have emotional blocks, or whatever, I don't think that they're of anger. If that may, you know, like the, there might be other blocks, right. And, and I'm not and they're not there, but I haven't discovered them, you know? So I don't, I don't perceive when I'm dancing that I'm using it as an emotional release. But again, maybe it's because it's been, it's like, it's my life. It's all I've ever, I've always done this. So maybe it's, you know, if I hadn't done it and I started doing it late, you know, maybe I didn't start dancing so early in my life, maybe I been able to recognize that but maybe i've just always processed things through the body and i'm not aware of it does that make sense yeah so um does everybody anybody else use say heightened emotions anger in a sort of creative way i'm gonna say something stupid <laughs> oh. 
And I think, and I think long ago, maybe even the first year that when I were, uh, we met and we talked, uh, Kim, I think you asked me this question a while back. I don't remember exactly when, but anyways, you asked me the same question and you said, what do you do to, to get rid of your, you know, stress or uh, yeah, stress. And then I said, I plowed the entire kitchen out, <laughs> the cabinets and I clean and you were shocked. You're like, what? This is your stress relief. <laughs> But it's true that it's true that um, sometimes when I'm just like overwhelmed, um, that's what I do. I try to pull things out and I try to clean up and, and throw things away, actually, pile up stuff, take them away. And um, so maybe that's my way of trying to release my, my uh, uh, bottled up emotion but um, I wanted to say something um, real quick is that um, when you get labeled then as you were saying Julie when you get labeled for whatever label that is doesn't matter but you get labeled then as you said you just close the door and shut down right and don't express anymore and and that's 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 a very difficult um, um, results of getting labeled and, and you shut down, you don't talk or you don't do anything creative or you don't express yourself or you don't find another way of, um, you know, better things or whatever that may be, better outlet, better solutions, better results or whatnot. Um, and I know that you said that you tried now not to look at it and then find your, choose your battles and all of that. But that I know for sure for me also, or I know many people as well, that when when things, then all of a sudden like, well, I don't want to get labeled or I don't want to talk or I don't want, even in meetings, even at jobs, whatever, corporate, non-corporate and family, all of that, that labeling is what stops the whole mm-hmm. progression and, and moving forward and all of that stuff. And um or even finding creative things to do. I mean, you get shut down and you're like, oh, okay, well, I knew that I could have been a famous painter, but now I'm not gonna do it anymore because I, I'm, I'm just using it as an example, but I think labeling is, it, it, it's a killer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely a killer. Definitely. Any other labels um, anybody's been called? Maybe only one, maybe. 15 years ago where I I was having a, a disagreement in a meeting and one of my colleagues turned around and he said, is it that time of the month? Mm. And I said, no, but you know what? Mine will go away. What is your excuse? <laughs> and he didn't ever say it again. Mm. But it, it was one of those moments where I thought, yes, the one in 20 chance I had and I took it, but I would never... <laughs> But other than that, and we all saw the funny side of it afterwards. I think everybody was so stunned. But I was so angry about the hormonal thing. And uh, I said, yeah, but mine will go away. <laughs> um, but uh, other than that, I've, I've never... I'm, I'm just wondering, I, I don't want to go off topic, but you know, you, you talk about Shabnam, you pull everything out. I move furniture. You're quite right. I thought about that, actually. I move furniture around. Um, but what what how... I'm gonna, excuse and me, I I'm gonna invite you all to my house and I'm gonna piss you off. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I know, Shabnam, I'll move the furniture. I'll leave and I'll come back and my house will be. No, I'm just kidding. 
<laughs> rearranged and spotless. Yes. Yeah, we, we can do this. It's a team. But I, I'm just curious about there are times where you have that white hot anger. And I, Kim, maybe you can find a, a way of, of how people deal with that. Because I know I find it very difficult. I have to walk away because my default is to cry. And I and obviously that's not very practical in a professional environment. But how how can people manage that? Is there is there a way of doing that? See, you just don't have any now. other other either kill somebody or cry, and you know you don't want to do either because it's your job. So, <laughs> um, I'm sorry, Kim. Go ahead if you want. Uh, no, I was just going to say anger is a surprise is a su surprising emotion. So you never know what is going to come from it. Mm. And I had a very, uh, like last year, um, I had anger, which it surprised me. I, I cried hysterically. That's never happened to me before. Um, I got, I'll tell you the reason. Um, I had a letter in the post. I've had the majority custody with, with my kids. But then a letter came in the post from the court to say that because my son had turned six, it was now joint custody. Just a letter in the post. Mm -hmm. I went to court apparently, decided. I wasn't even notified that there was gonna be a court case. So I was so shocked and so angry. And, uh, and I think it was a really, my body didn't know how to react. Yeah. I was so upset, I was so angry. And on Sunday, I felt my body just, just really sort of tense up mm. and then I just felt my face go still and then I just had all these tears just massive massive tears I was outside my house and I couldn't move and I was mm. just like a boiling with rage inside I've never felt anything like it so I was really surprised by by that reaction and then you know at that that point my, the universe must have been sending messages to my sister but she called me just at that moment and I couldn't breathe. I was, <gasps> she said, are you okay? I was like, because <gasps> I had all these emotions that it was an amazing, mad experience. I've never had that. So, I, so but that tells me that anger can hit us. It has different forms. And yes. I think that's, that's what I was alluding to because some, all of us have that anger where over years, got to us or unresolved from relationship or whatever issues those are the underlying anger where you know it's gnawing at you and you do the the creative thing perhaps Julie you dance or you process it through your body I've got a few ways of of doing things Shabnam has but also that absolute blinding instant that you didn't see coming and that one I don't know as you say you just what to do or what to expect or how to process it um, but I think that anger that I had was also a storing of emotions. Yeah. I think it all came out yeah. all at the same time, how I felt about my ex. And, and I think it was a massive sort of avalanche of emotions. So I guess you never really know what is being stored in the body. Oh, oh, oh. Sometimes it comes out during an incident that you wouldn't have thought it would come out then. Yeah. It could be something yes. very simple, mundane. I just, I wanted to just 
if you don't mind, I just wanted to touch on that thing about labeling, and I just wanted to be bring it to our awareness something that I'm very aware of, maybe um, more so. But it, here in the in the states, and I know you guys don't aren't living here, but like here, um, a lot of my um, friends who are black women, you know, there's in, in it's in the media too. Like there's a really stigmatizing of being an angry black woman, and it's it's. Um, it's so, it's really oppressive, you know, and, 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 and just myself, like as a, you know, as a, as a teacher, I have a, a lot of my students are, are black women, you know, and I have to often, I try to really reflect on that, you know, because um, even as a, as a white woman or as women, anybody, like I, I, you know, I think one of the ways, sometimes I feel like sometimes maybe things we get, we outburst um, or we have these outbursts or, 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 or you know, I think what I was hearing earlier was like sometimes we're angry because we're not being, we maybe feel like we're not being heard or we're not being seen or we're not being understood. We're not being listened to. Like, I know that's my experience. When I got really upset when, when I was being called, called difficult, I was like, you're just not, you just haven't been listening to me. You know what I mean? So how else are you going to listen unless I blow up, you know? And I just, I don't know. It just came to, I just wanted to bring that up. I mean, I, we don't have to discuss it. I just wanted, it just is in my mind of that, and I don't know if that's the same when, in Europe, if you guys have that same, it's a very different experience, you know, people of African descent, I know in, in Europe, but that is something that's very real here, you know, and, and very real in, in, in our, our, our black sisters, their experience, you know, that on top of uh, being a woman there and, 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 and based on the history of our country, like there's so much reason for them to be angry. <laughs> Way beyond anything that I could have been angry about, you know? So I just, I just wanted to bring that up as far as a label. And then the other thing, like Kim, when you said, um, well, or were you just talking about how we can express, how anger hits us sometimes? It made me think of like that fight or flight almost, but I think there's also that shutting down, you know, of like, mm. of, of, and I know that, or like, it can almost be paralyzing you know yes yes be so many different forms you know take so many different forms you know that yeah i i also understand. yeah I and, we shut, and do we shut it down because we haven't learned how to process it in mm. a healthy way or mm -hmm. like been taught that it's okay to feel anger but how do we process it healthy so it doesn't come out in a way that you know may not be constructive I mean I'm not saying it has to be constructive but it can be constructive you know anger can be a very you know can use it very constructively like you were saying earlier you know um but it was interesting what you said Judy about the um, when you you got angry because you weren't being listened to mm -hmm. my daughter only gets angry with her dad when he doesn't listen and she's like listen to me and that's when mm. that emotion comes out mm. So maybe anger comes out because it's saying, listen to me. Mm -hmm, and then mm -hmm. it's misinterpreted, you know, you're emotional, but actually what that is really saying is listen. And we have to sort of be vocal because we think that that will help, but it doesn't because all you hear is the anger. You don't hear the words. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. So probably it's a good idea to notice when you are angry, are you actually saying, listen? you know what is behind the anger um i don't think we analyze our anger enough actually like why yes mm -hmm. good point action 
I, I have come, when I said that recently, I'm more aware of it. I, um, I have come to actually question myself and first ask myself, okay, what am I really angry about? And is it because of the surface action or whatever I have seen? Or is it because there's something deeper inside that hasn't been, or perhaps myself I didn't even listen to? Forget about the next person, but maybe I didn't listen to my feelings inside. Or So I, I now dig deep and I start... Uh, I start questioning all of that. And, and to that point, when you say, listen, um, I think we gotta have to take it one step back and say, am I listening to myself first before expecting someone else listen to me? So when, when this boiling up is happening, I need to question and I need to understand myself first. What am I angry about? Or processing, as you said, Kim, processing it first before asking someone else to listen to me but processing it first so that I know how to articulate this or put it in different boxes and then say, okay, this is what I really need to be talking about. This is what I want this person to hear me out because of this and not because of all of the 50 million other things inside that I never addressed to begin with. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I want to refer to that clip that you sent to me, Shabnam, from um, the Buddhist monk Thich Nhat Hanh, mm. when he said, we need to get rid of our anger within 24 hours, otherwise yes. it stays in the body. Yes, mm. yes. And have you actioned that? I have. I, I, this is what I'm saying. I'm, I'm being more aware of all of these things. And in recent months, maybe because of COVID, maybe because of whatever myself, my life and I, I, I am doing a lot of search, soul searching, reading, learning, all of that. And that one was one of them because I watch him quite often. And, um, and then when I heard that, that was like one of the things I'm like, 24 hours, gosh, it's taken me months to ever think about anything. 24, uh, and it's taken me months when I get angry. It's taken me months or maybe never even to address it with the person and to say it to the person that um, I'm feeling this way or whatnot, because I have to always look for the, okay, mm -hmm. where is the wind blowing from which direction? I've done always those kind of things. Okay, is it blowing from this direction? Maybe I can actually say something. But when I listened to that, then I said, oh my God, I've never done this. I've never done this to address it within the first 24 hours but recently yes i am i am saying it doesn't mean that i'm getting the results but i'm now at least i'm aware that i'm not even doing that i never did it before yeah i i, I love that clip loved it in a sense that it was you know antennas were going up for me may yeah. i ask how it's possible to process anger are there ways of doing it? I know what I do or what I've learned to do, but it sounds like a really good thing. Um, from what the clip that Shabnat you sent to me, it was uh, the monk saying you need to direct the anger to the person that you're angry with, the thing that you're 
you know, that's how you get rid of it. Within 24 hours, you need to deal with it. So not bottle it up, actually go out there and say, and deal with it up front, irrespective of what the consequences, well, I suppose you've got to- talk about consequences. (laughs) There's an urgency to get rid of that anger. Yes. Out of the body. It's it's the way the monk says it, Mm. it's it's get it out. It's like, it's poison. It does not belong in the body. Yeah. That's right. That's right. I think that, you know, and I don't know, cause I didn't, I didn't see what you guys, you know, watched or listened to, but I think just kind of intuitively, um, there's, there is, you know, when you, if, if we can come to a realization of like how it helps us to process it, like on a physical level, but the awareness of, of learning how to let go. Yes. Of it. Because it doesn't just because you express it, or even if you get move it through the body, like maybe you don't even have a, maybe there's not even a person that you're angry at, or you can't have a conversation, you know what I mean? But like, that's part of that, like internal work or spiritual work that we each as individuals, you know, some of us are better at it than others, but of like letting go of shit, you know, if it's right. not serving you, let it go. Right, you know? right. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that that, I, I don't know, but I think. But that's what it was. Essentially, what that's I know what of it was. Him, yes. Yeah. And the philosophy, it's more of like, you know, it, not holding on and feeding it so that it festers and grows, but acknowledge it maybe, do whatever you may do with it, <laughs> go take a run, clean the house, move the furniture, do some yoga, whatever it is that you know will help you, deep breathing, whatever, right. and then learn how to let it go. But, but that's what it was. That's what it was that was that you he was saying that you have to also acknowledge yeah you have to first acknowledge your feelings and you have to say yeah darling i feel like he's always using the mm-hmm. um the term darling i feel and i understand and um i know that you're suffering so he's always saying that to have that dialogue mm-hmm. to address rather than suppressing it yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah that that's one of the things mm-hmm. but i i have to reset uh, maybe i'll share that link with you all yeah, also so you, you know what i had yeah it, it, but it, for me that 24 hours was very interesting uh, thanks kim for reminding me i'm gonna watch it again myself but um but that was that's why we i talked to kim about i'm like oh wow i've seen this video this is amazing and um, so maybe it's a good, good topic for you for the podcast, but I, I think, uh, and, and, and it's very nice that you pick the topic because of, and, and your podcast, your, your empowerment, and that is empowering to feel that it's okay for me to feel the way I'm feeling, I'm angry, I'm hurt, I'm whatever. I should not feel ashamed of it, or I should not suppress it, or I should not hide, or I should not just put up a big lipstick on and uh, happy-go-lucky. I do feel it. I have it. It's here. And I wanted to say one more thing that um, uh, for the longest time I've had bronchitis and I've I've been sick respiratory for a long, long time. A a very lovely friend of mine, um, like us, spiritually minded, um, here in Luxembourg, she told me, she said that, Shabnam, you know, this is a couple years back, and she said, you know where this is coming from. It's coming from your suppressed feeling inside. And, and it's right here. And, and, and it's true, my coughs, my, and, and I feel like um, when we have this anger inside us, this, this feeling inside us, it, it gets bottled up into your physical being 
also. And I was never aware of that. Mm. I never even thought about it before. The throat chakra. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. The energy point there, yeah. And, and, I, and I never, and, and of course I've had the, you know, the symptoms of bronchitis and I was like four rounds of within four months, I was four times on, on medications and all of whatever and never helped. But once I started, actually this was last year, once I started like letting out and going out running, I started running. Uh, yeah, you were saying, what do you do to get rid of? And my running helped me to, to clear my, my chest actually. And um, where I couldn't walk like five minutes, I was running 11 kilometers. And um, so, but it was all right here for me not even knowing how to process all of this. I'm not saying I'm free now, I'm not, but I'm at least a little bit more aware of it. And does your jaw hurt? Well, I do, yeah, I, I've had this always, this problem with my jaw, yeah. Um, Shabnam knows this. Um, I went to a breath healer. Um, I think I may have mentioned it to you, Julie, as well. Uh, yeah, breath healer in, uh, in Brussels. Because I was having difficulty with doing deep yogic breathing. And someone mentioned, oh, go and see a breath healer. Never heard of a breath healer before. <laughs> um, so went to him and he did all these exercises on my chest. He was breathing in my mouth. He was, then he was doing this. And I was like, ow, that hurts. He said, that's good. He said, you've got a lot of tension there. So he was doing this for an hour and a half. He was playing the, the bongos and the tribal music and trying to get me to breathe. And I was, I was closing my eyes. I was on the floor, closed my eyes. And then he was doing all these weird things on me. It was like being in some sort of voodoo ceremony or something. I put a lot of trust in this guy. And then he stopped. All of a sudden he stopped. And he said to me, can I ask you a personal question? Have you been abused? And I said, no. He said, I've had the, like, the worst cases of abuse people come here and you're on that level. Ooh. And I was like, I was racking my brain. He said, no, I've had a brilliant childhood. I've been, you know, great. I don't understand this. He said, I don't understand. He said, I usually can come up with solutions. And then I was thinking about, I was thinking abuse, abuse. And then I was like, oh, yeah, my partner, my last, you know, the father of my kids. Um, abuse, yeah. And he said, you've got so much tension from not speaking, not speaking out. Mm -hmm. um, and he didn't say this at the time, but I'm thinking maybe anger was in there as well. Um, I mean, I left him, the, the abused boyfriend, uh, yeah, six and a half years ago, and yet there's still tension here. I do exercises, um, and it's still tense. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's interesting that I've probably really stored a lot of emotions and, and a lot of things in there. Mm -hmm. um, I can't imagine he's doing a lot of work now with COVID, though. Mm. He was breathing in your mouth, but... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, this is a lot, this is this <laughs> no, before COVID, before COVID. But I, I can imagine it would be very... It's very um, personal, very um, invasive, but obviously very intuitive as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. very. These people have an amazing knack of, of 
I went to a, um, an osteopath recently and I was shocked. I, I didn't believe in them, but I was shocked at the things that when they start looking at the body as a whole, mm. the things that they can find that you, it didn't even dawn on you that is a deep seated reason mm. for physical pain. As you said, it's disease is exactly where it comes from. Disease. So mm. mm -hmm. it's really interesting. Yeah. Breath healing. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Um, so yeah, I think we do, I don't know if anger really completely comes out. It'd be interesting to find out if it does, even if you do release it, does it completely come out or do we still have traces of it still in our bodies? Um, it's an interesting emotion, isn't it? And it's so destructive, this emotion. Mm -hmm. <laughs> It's very strong. It's very powerful. It's probably one of the most powerful drivers. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yes. Sorry. If I may just share something, my, my daughter, um, who is now 25, was physically abused by her father. Mm. Um, the first physical, the first time that I was physically aware of it was when she was nine, although we realize now that it must have happened as a baby as well. But when she reported it, she was nine and she has carried so much anger with her for so long to the point where I had to have her institutionalized at the age of 14 for two years in a very awkward rehab drug center in South Africa and she was literally a prison um, a prisoner she was made a ward of the state taken away from me and placed there for two years and it wasn't a very good it, it was a wonderful place it was a Christian based place but they used dis very severe disciplinary measures and looking back she it was a very hard place decision for everybody she actually wanted to go there because she believed it was the only way that she could save her own life and um and get on with it and she was there for two years and she it's taken her i mean shabnam knows it's taken her a long time she got thrown out of schools when we came to luxembourg she agreed to try school one more time and <laughs> Every week I would get, every day I was getting phone calls from the school that she walked out and she told the, the principal or the teachers to fuck off. And, and eventually they just let her go. They let her write her exams. And she didn't know what she wanted to do. She was so angry. She's never faced her father. And I don't know what it is in her that changed. But I do know that about three years ago, she went to her boyfriend's graduation in England, which is where her father is, and he wanted to see her. And she turned around to his brother and said, tell him I never want to see him. Mm. And at that point, no, it was perhaps four years ago because she registered for university. She's now having been on the street, but literally on the street, treated for overdoses on two separate occasions. Um, she's now in her fourth and final year of law school. Wow. So she has, and this is actually what I wanted to share with you is that I'm so proud of her because she's taken that anger and no, I don't think it's gone, it's still there. But what she's done is she has taken it and all the destructive things that she's done um, to me, to her brothers, 
to herself over the t over time she's now turned that around and is top 10 in her class wow. she's got the most fantastic apartment she's got her own company now um she's just but she's done a 180 and she's taken that energy and a lot of the anger i believe because it's still there um and shabnam has seen it <laughs> from time to time but she's turned it and she's pushed it into a positive direction she really she's got goals she's from a kid at 16 who wanted to be a piercing specialist not a tattoo artist a piercings specialist um she's now setting her her sights on a um practicing law next year and i never i didn't think she would survive for at the age of 14 doctors were telling me the next phone call could be the one that we tell tell you that she found we found her body from that to where she i would never have believed where she wow. is so mm -hmm. um for that i've also realized that there is hope for a lot of girls who end up or a lot of kids who do that but it has been such a powerful change um and it's purely because one day somehow i think maybe facing him or not physically seeing him but she turned she said i do not want to see you i don't want to have anything to do with you he left us we never he didn't pay a cent towards them so you know he owes she owes him nothing and she made the choice to never have anything to do with him and from that day it's kind of she's been like the duracell bunny so i think oh. it can be very positive. anger can be a very oh. positive constructive driver if you can use it in that way so I'm sorry to have indulged, oh, that, but no. I think it's, it's a, in this situation, it's a real example um, of going from in 10 years from nothing to the streets to this. So, yeah. Anyway, I'm, I'm a proud mom. So. Yeah, you should be. That's so inspiring. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It yeah. really is. Yeah. And was that the trigger then for her, you know, with her dad wanted to see her, it triggered maybe something that she just thought. No, maybe that, or she fell on her head a couple of times, or she, from having a series of really dropout boyfriends, she started, I don't know what it was. I don't know, because even when she left school, it was like, I don't give a shit about school. I don't care. I'll get a job in, a, in McDonald's, that kind of attitude. And then suddenly it was, it was like an epiphany. I don't know, and I don't think she knows, but it might have been the fact that she's actually made peace with the fact that she doesn't want to have anything to do with her father. Mm -hmm. She also started looking after children, babies. In South Africa, part of her therapy was to actually work in an HIV center for small children. Mm -hmm. And what I also think that did was it, she saw the dregs and she saw what life could be like for her if she didn't pull herself straight she was in a really bad home um, center and also she learnt empathy which she had zero empathy before and I think it was the combination of the empathy and she saw that how she was throwing her life away and she had it pretty good um, she was throwing it away and she had so much to give and even now she will bend over backwards. She loves helping kids and animals and she'll do that. She has a lot of empathy. She is as hard as nails, 
and she'll be a really good attorney, but she has an empathy that wasn't there before. So perhaps it was the volunteer work, perhaps it was turning on her father, I don't know. But somewhere in there, she's, she's channeled it. And um, yeah, but if you mention his name, she, her face changes completely. She just gets this rigidity. So it's not gone. Yeah. It's just, and she's never accepted therapy. She won't have therapy. She not interested. Yeah. Wow. I mean, therapy isn't always good. Depends who you yeah. get. Um, she reads the books. That's the problem. So she tells the therapist what they like to hear. So, <laughs> so yeah, as you say, it's not always the solution for everybody, but, um, yeah, so sometimes I think it, it gives you energy. It's given her the drive to, to, to survive and to persevere and to, to prove to people that she isn't the dropout that, that they thought mm. she was. Yeah, I mean, anger can definitely drive you, especially if someone says you can't do something. Mm. Um, worthless. That can really spur you on. Mm. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so... If you guys were to go back to say you at 15 years old, what would you say to your 15 year old self about, you know, on the subject of expressing anger? What would you say? Don't be afraid. But do it with caution. Don't be afraid to, to speak up. Don't bottle it up. Uh, I think that it's that, that everyone has a right to be angry at certain things at certain times. Mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. yeah. it's, it's okay to be angry, you know, it's, 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 um, yeah. And understand that, that, um, understand that your anger is, is okay. And it's not supposed to be labeled that maybe you're just, um, you're just complaining or maybe you're just, um, too needy or this and that. So mm -hmm. it, it's okay if you have the anger, but then processing it. Of course, at age 15, I mean, mm. yeah, uh, it's a bit difficult to, um, to convey that mes message. But um, if I were to say it, that's what I would say. Recognize that you have anger and, and then what do you do with it? And how do you process it? And how do you forward with it? Yeah, it's okay to be angry. I think that's the mm. main message. <laughs> yeah. Agreed. We are allowed to have our reaction. Yes. For sure. Yes. Yeah. Whatever your mother told you, you're allowed to. Yes. <laughs> and the worst thing we can do is to keep it inside. Yes. 24 yes. hours, get it out. I love that. I love that tip. Yeah, next time, tell me when you're angry and let me know yeah. how you deal with it quite an insightful conversation there. One thing I've realised from this discussion is that I haven't processed my anger or indeed given the attention it deserves. And although Tichnut Han said we need to get rid of our anger within 24 hours, sometimes I think we need to process our anger a bit more. I'm quite a thinker and I like to analyse things. So for me, especially with anger that accumulates from being emotionally hurt, I need a bit longer. We let go of anger, but I think often the wounds are still there. We never truly let go of deep-rooted anger. 
I think anger is one of those emotions that is incredibly complex and one that takes time to make sense of. Tichnut Han has many YouTube videos on the topic and books, one of which I've been reading called Anger, Wisdom for Cooling the Flames. I have actually adapted a meditation from that book in Transforming Anger, which is also on this podcast. So do listen to that and also watch the YouTube video called The Roots of Anger by Tichnut Han, where he talks about getting rid of anger within 24 hours. It's also in the show notes of this podcast. It will certainly get you thinking. And just to add, I would love to hear your comments about this topic. You can contact me through my website, which is Mindful Thinking at Play. And you can also see the workshops that are coming up that I am teaching online. Until next time.